0: Hey, it's Darren Johnson, weekly newspaper podcast. I'm recording this late at night. It's dark. Everyone in the house is asleep now, Um, everyone being my wife and two dogs, so they're asleep. It's dark outside. It was President's Day today, the day I'm recording this, and President's Day is a, you know, it's kind of a weird uh, day. I, I normally have an academic position, and Monday is usually a busy day for it, but, um, But the college is closed, and there's not much newspaper business to do today, so I have to get up early and um, bring some newspapers downstate um, because a a couple of colleges weren't hit with the latest edition, so I have to make sure that they're hit uh, so that we fulfill our responsibilities to get out a newspaper called Campus News to various colleges, and you know, maybe it's a little late, and I only have twenty eight minutes on this uh, on this card in my recorder, so I can't go too long. But I wanted to uh, opine a bit today on um, retirement and what I could do as a newspaper person. Like, what is going to be my retirement? Now, I've been picturing lately. We're we're coming out with this free edition of. Of the journal and press. I bought my hometown newspaper uh, just before the pandemic and uh, a few years ago. And it was a failing weekly paper uh, coming out 52 times a year. And I looked at the numbers and I looked at my own life, and no one else wanted to buy this thing. Um, And I thought, all right, how can I reasonably keep this thing going? And it was a weekly paper that was, it was, you know, the people, it had changed hands several times. It had a longtime family that had owned it for about 100 years. And, um, you know, they did a very good job keeping it going. And newspaper, the newspaper business has its ups and downs, but they never made it to a level where they were wildly rich off of this newspaper. Uh, But it, it, you know, paid the bills and it did what it had to do and it recorded the history of, of a town that I live in called Greenwich, New York. And it was about to, you know, change hands several times. And it was to the point where um, editorially it wasn't very strong anymore and graphically it wasn't very strong anymore. Um, it had gotten, you know, down to an owner that was uh, doing all the owner could to put it out and, out of paper, but I, I looked at it and realized that, you know, and saw the numbers, it wasn't making any money, um, saw that it just wasn't sustainable, and you can't, like, put your own life and health at risk for a, uh, for a publication that maybe the local people aren't appreciating as much as they should. You know, because if they all were buying into it and subscribing and supporting it, it would have more money and it could hire more freelancers and be a better paper. So I wanted to keep this thing going. It's 182 years old now, and I um I figured okay, here's the way to go. I'll and I had already the campus newspaper uh that was over a decade um years old. At that point in time. And I thought. I thought. um, all right, let's make it. Not a weekly paper anymore. Let's make it. um, A twice monthly. So it came out 24 times a year. But my thought was. It had very little journalism in it. As a weekly paper. So I'll just ramp up the journalism. And and put more bylined. You know type pieces in there. But just come out less frequently. Make it more of a read. And, you know, this philosophy came from years of of um, working at other publications, some weekly, some not various mindsets. My campus news is just a monthly and uh, various, you know, mindsets that come with with putting a newspaper together. And um, and I was was thinking, all right, if this is going to survive, let's just ramp up the journalism. This will give it some time to breathe between issues sell some ads and in the meanwhile can go online with uh with like breaking type stuff and so it still would have its news element but it could um it could at least last a little bit longer as a twice monthly paper so i did the paperwork with the post office and said it's not going to be weekly anymore it's going to be semi monthly and um and people kind of were fine with that because they saw it was about to die anyway. So, um, but I kind of had it in my mind to make it a weekly again, you know, to kind of ramp it up. But I bought it just before COVID hit, COVID hit, and like was just devastating um, in many regards. So it just, you know, just made making any financial gambles impossible during that time. So um so I kept it as uh biweekly and you know do I fund it myself you know is if you like crunch all the numbers and everything is it something that I'm pretty much paying out of pocket for at times um yeah sure you know sometimes my paycheck at the uh at the local college um you know pays a printing bill you know it it pays the postal bill um so yeah it it is kind of an expensive hobby you know I guess you know it does bring in some revenue so sometimes I could be low in other regards and and hey a bunch of subscriptions came in and you know it's never dire you know I, I have a diversified life and it's never dire but um but the goal was to always you know was to become weekly again and so we're about to launch a i figured out right how do how do I do this? How do I make it weekly again considering paid circulation papers are are um dying they're dying all over the place. No one wants to advertise them anymore they just advertisers don't understand that paid circulation papers are about quality not quantity like you're reaching quality people that are willing to pay for a newspaper That that's just like an antique notion at this point no one understands it advertisers don't understand the concept anymore like that it's better to reach a thousand really dedicated people than you know ten thousand um, superficial people it's it's just that, that concept of hitting the right people is long gone so I couldn't, and all the daily papers are dying, and and with that comes, um, you know, they either have less frequency or they definitely have less circulation, and with that comes, like, it's a food chain thing because if people were going to buy the daily paper every day in a convenience store, and then when the weekly paper shows up, they would just add that on, add that on to their bill. Okay, I'll pick up the weekly paper too while I'm here picking up, the post or the star or whatever, um, I'll pick up the daily paper. I mean, the weekly paper. So, you know, this, it's just, it's all, it's just a food chain. And, um, and so, you know, I couldn't do that, but I do recognize that a, a paid circulation paper is more important than a free paper in general. Yes, there are bad paid circulation papers. Yes, there are are great free papers. Um, But in general, a paid circulation paper has something to it that makes it a little bit special, and some and there are some loyal people to the paid circulation paper. So can't throw that out. So the idea was to create a hybrid newspaper that um, that is free some weeks but paid other weeks and it's complicated um, you know it, it could blow up it could be like the paid circulation people stop subscribing because they see the free paper um, you know it could it could be maybe advertisers won't support the free paper, which will cost more to print, but I'll save money on mailing because I'm not going to mail it. It's going to be distributed via racks and like grocery stores and such. Um, You know, so there's that risk factor. If people stop renewing, then what? But, you know, then it just becomes a free paper. There are other free papers in our region, but they're, they're pretty horrible. And I was thinking what's the difference between a real newspaper at the local level and a you know small town level and kind of like a fake paper that's just a money grab? And the difference is the real paper will have byline stories referred to on the cover and byline stories within that, you know, that of course it's not going to be all bylines. There's going to be press releases, but... But the free paper will be almost all press releases. It'll be like they'll even have press releases from the cover, um, you know, referred to, and that they, always like and they take all the advertising from from the more serious papers too because they don't have to think about editorial stuff and they don't make anyone angry because they're just putting press releases all over their paper, and uh, the local. Purveyors of press releases, the PR people, they don't care. You know, they just, they'll just send it everywhere. Um, they don't care if it's in a paid circ or a free circ. They're just, uh, they're just getting their word out there, whatever way they want to get it out there. So, um, my hybrid model is the bulk of our readers are in the one town, Greenwich. And that's historically where the newspaper has been. It's where I live. And it, um, It's where, you know, it's where historically it existed. Um, But there's almost an equal number of people that live outside of Greenwich. But they've been declining in numbers, and as a percent of population, they are very small um, as far as subscribership to the paid circulation paper goes. So i had been experimenting over the past six months, dropping some, Extra papers in free racks in places that are outside of Greenwich And they get swooped up Um, People pick them up I don't get much feedback on them Um, I do get some subscriptions based on people picking up the free paper And seeing an ad, a house ad for it And they say, okay, maybe I'll, I'll subscribe to this paper So my thought is to come out with the free paper Distribute it out of town in the surrounding towns, and distribute it during off weeks. So the paid circulation paper will come out the first and the fifteenth. The um, the uh, free paper will come out, and it'll have a lot of the same content. At, so all it is is like a stop the presses at at the printer. So I save money on plates. Um, it will have a lot of the same content, but some unique content. Because in order to maintain my postal permit, I have to have some some unique, you know, it has to be a unique publication, the other paper. But that will come out the 8th and the uh, 22nd of each month. So, essentially, if all goes as planned, finally, after f- over four years, the paper will be a weekly again. All said and done, so it will have that weekly component, and maybe it could even get back some of the legal advertising that used to come with it because if you're a weekly paper, you get more legal ads than if you're just a uh, twice monthly or monthly paper um so you know maybe some legal ads will come with that I don't know they don't pay a lot, but that could happen so um so that's kind of the kind of the thought process, so I'm a little nervous about it, but I've been advertising the free paper, and I'm going to do like really dirt cheap ad rates for the free paper, like $99 for a full page color ad. And it's just it's just crazy, but it's a smaller tab size, so it's not like, there's going to be a lot of pages, so we're going to have pages to fill, and um, and we're going to see what happens, so I'll keep you posted on that. But that gets me You know, that's gotten me thinking about and and I've always had this picture in my mind like what will retirement be for me as this person who's been like a journalist and an educator and publisher and, and, you know, sometimes people don't consider the person that publishes the newspaper a journalist. Like I get that pushback a lot In, in the world of writing. They'll be like, Oh well you own the press, you know, you own the pay. you that's not the same as being a journalist. Um if I'm trying to communicate in like a journalism group or something. Even though I I did all the work and I write for other publications and I have worked for other publications and um I teach journalism and you know all of that and but if you own the press you get kind of treated as as somewhat different than if you're working for someone else. Whereas I think you should Kinda of take charge of your own destiny, like I said in the last podcast and and why not you know Walt Whitman controlled the press and he ended up okay so um so why not? if you have that skill set, you know why not um if you're an artist, why not own the gallery you know why Why do you have to always be at the behest of someone else? Uh, not that I'm a artist as far as you know maybe I am an artist. I don't know. So thinking about retirement, this card doesn't have a lot of minutes on it so I won't go too long. Um and in my mind, like when I think about retirement and it's not, you know, who knows how far off in the future it is. You don't know when you're going to start to deteriorate, I guess. It could be as soon as 10 years in the future, um 8 years in the future if you know if I did like minimum retirement age or something. Um, but, you know, probably more like 15, 20 years in the future, not quite sure. I'm extremely, like, um, still there, I think, and, uh, adept with technology and at the forefront and everything. So I'm, like, young for my physical age, mentally, but who knows? You know, my body still holds out. I can cart newspapers all over the state of New York and get them out places and, you know so everything everything seems to be still working but um but who knows you know one bad case of uh shingles or something and then you're uh with a walker and who knows what, what's next but anyway in my head I've always kind of pictured and sometimes your your pictures become reality what would be retirement you know is it going to be the college thing that I do where I teach journalism courses and it's like I don't know. I don't. I do see some professors that are older than me. You know, ten, fifteen years older. Sometimes, sometimes. Um, I don't know if if that's what I would want. I don't. I don't think so. You know, I like teaching, but I feel the energy is is a big part of it, and I'm not sure if most of them have the same energy or innovation that they once had. Now it could just be the ones that are, you know, really innovators went off to do something else, they just got bored with it. But I'm not seeing I'm not seeing a lot of innovation and I'm just kind of like one of these people that always likes to do so. That's why I'm doing this new publication now. It's really like invigorating me. I've felt more energy lately than in a long time because I'm working on a new publication. Um so I don't know, maybe if like if I really need the income, I could work at a college in a different capacity, but um like as they're you know some kind of like a a vice president of of communications or something like that, or in some other capacity maybe if if I'm needing the money um but that's not how I see myself going out career-wise, and, um, you know, then I I think, all right, what, maybe the journalism path, you know, that's what I keep coming back to, and it's where where I started. It's, as a kid, I made newspapers, and uh, I was in the high school explorers, and high school newspaper, and delivered newspapers. Uh, for most of my teen years, and then I went to college and studied writing. But we didn't have a journalism program. But wrote for the school paper, and I read. You know, all that time I'd read every newspaper I can get my hands on. I'd grab fifty cents for my ashtray by Newsday or whatever Daily News. And in college, I delivered New York Times, and I'd be done with my day by like seven thirty, and I'd read the New York Times, and um. You know, then I worked for newspapers, and you know, I almost joined the army at one point in their journalism track, but I didn't pass the the physical because my blood pressure was too high. Um, they sent me back. And then when I went, when I went to, uh, when I, they said go to your own doctor and get that under control, and then I got a call from a real newspaper. So I was like, all right, I guess I won't join the army now. I got a call from a newspaper to, for a job. Um, you know, did that and I did the journalism education thing. Advised, taught journalism. You know, now I'm doing radio too, and it's just like been this whole career. And then I started my own paper and start bought another paper and starting a paper now. It's like all this journalism stuff, and that's probably where I'll I'll be. So then I have to figure out. All right, what what does that look like? And in my mind, it keeps repeating like the same um, the same vision. And it's it's a simpler version of like my whole life's work when it comes to journalism. Um, I picture myself in a place, and maybe it is this place, or maybe it's a place like it, but um, Atlantic City. And if you've ever been, there's a boardwalk. And Atlantic City has, like, this rustic, you know, salty air. Uh, I wouldn't say rustic. I would say, um, uh, like, maybe, like, old-timey and and maybe worn down and um, maybe a little bit dangerous, a little bit dirty, um, gritty. You know, it has this history to it. And it has this long boardwalk. And you could, and I've always liked the ocean. I I like to play the games once in a while in the casinos. Um, I think that gambling, you know, maybe that's part of my personality. It's why I start these newspapers and stuff, because I like the thrill of it. But um, there used to be, and I don't think they're there anymore because I've been to Atlantic City. I go at least a couple times a year like these news boxes along the boardwalk and and there must be, and I have news boxes in the city of New York for campus news. So I know the news box thing and it must still be legal to do news boxes. It's probably on the books. It's just the papers don't do them anymore. Maybe they were getting heavily vandalized or maybe they figured that's not their audience anymore. Or people that wander the boardwalk, you know, the people that wander the boardwalk, a lot of them don't seem like their readers, but, um, but I thought of being in a town and just doing a small free newspaper in a town I could walk, so I could walk the boardwalk, even if I'm like 60, 70, 80, maybe, Um, and having like a little wagon and having, you know, printing. Now, you know, will printing plants still exist in 10 years, 15 years? I don't know. I'd probably have to get them. Maybe shipped at that point, because there'll probably be so few left. Like, maybe there'll be one in, like, uh, you know, another state, and they, they ship them to me somehow. Um, maybe by then there'll be, like, automated cars. that could deliver it out to me or something like that. And I could, you know, print, like, 5000 something like that, and live in a little condo on the boardwalk. They're not very expensive, by the way, relative to real estate prices live in a condo, and sell affordable ads to uh, the people in the environment, maybe some of the casinos would buy ads, maybe something. And, you know, laying it out myself in, in design or something like that and putting together a print pub, even though they'll be maybe wildly out of date at that point, a free print pub, getting a lot of those news boxes And, um, and getting permits and getting them put along the boardwalk and maybe it will be a monthly and, um, you know, call it something and fill my wagon and walk down the, the boardwalk, um, fill up the boxes, maybe even though it's a monthly, maybe check them out once a week. Um, don't, don't deliver all the papers all at once. Do it maybe once a week sell little ads and that pays for the printing and it pays for my whatever my coffee money you know whatever I'm doing at that age and uh and it won't be like as high impact as what I'm doing now now I'm like teaching full-time and advising school papers and and radio stations and I own two papers and it's just um it's just a crazy existence um I'll just simplify it into just that one thing, maybe adjunct to a local community college, a journalism one o one class, and that'll be how I go out. you know I think that's that's it. maybe they'll just find me keeled over one day um next to the last box because of course I'll have to get the last box filled, and that'll be that and um and it'll be a little publication maybe maybe the local library will archive it. And it will be on some historic newspaper website and people will find it and they'll say, oh, you know, Atlantic City had a cute little paper for a decade uh, some old guy put in a wagon and walked it down and filled boxes with. And that'll be the story. That'll be the end of end of my existence. Um, you know, sometimes I think like most jobs don't matter. If you're a PR person... Uh, which I was for a while, you know. All the work I did, long run didn't matter much. It was serving a client. If you're writing code for some stupid app on a phone, you know, Candy Crush or something, you, the coder, don't really matter. They could have just hired someone else. And now AI could do it. If you're a customer service rep, if you're um, some kind of, you know, receptionist, if you're middle manager for some company, or you're selling something. None of these jobs really matter. No one's gonna remember them, but maybe like newspaper work, you could have that story every now and then that actually means something. People clip it and they they look at it again and again, or it joins some archive and people looking for, "Hey, my grandfather was mentioned in this article," uh, you know, a hundred years ago. Um, you know, maybe there's something, there's something there. Maybe there's something to that. And if we're not going to become Best selling, you know, Stephen King, uh, Ernest Hemingway, those two shouldn't be in the same sentence authors. um, You know, if we're not going to be that, if we're not going to be famous for being authors of of that ilk, then maybe we could be still uh, preserved, our writing could be preserved because we did newspapers. And newspapers are something that historians and librarians and people of that type. Take very seriously, it's the first stab at history, and and for some reason this stuff gets archived in the same way that great records and movies get archived. So, at least that's something, considering so few jobs have any meaning, maybe that'll be the meaning that we can end with. So, it's late at night, these are some ramblings, but I thought I'd put together a podcast to start the week. It's President's Day, by the time you hear this, President's Day will be long over. Hopefully you um, had a good, restful, extended weekend. This is Weekly Newspaper Podcast. You can find it on weeklynewspaperpodcast.com. All right, have a great rest of your day, week, etc., etc., etc.